not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on H.R. 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple of years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. It's what we do every week. So I'm fed up. I've had enough. We're going to play the game tonight. But I want every person here, every person listening to this, to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister or brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs, you know. Come on, Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. And, and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check? 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 114. And this week we are going to talk about taking a stand. And... Um, I am recording this from my parents' living room on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, it is Wednesday, May 25th, and it is about 24 hours after the uh, shooting, the, the mass shooting at Uvalde, Texas, uh, Robb Elementary in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, you know, I am sitting here in, like I said, my parents' living room and I, I am safe it is a warm place it is a safe place and uh, you know that is what a, a classroom should be and um, for what it's worth our, our our thoughts go out to the uh, victims the families the ripple effect uh, 
from from this will be similar, if not bigger, than what we saw 10 years ago at, at Sandy Hook Elementary in Newton, Connecticut. Uh, I, I put, uh, as you heard at the beginning of the podcast here, and I'm sure most, if not uh, the, the vast majority of listeners, had heard Coach Kerr talk about uh, this uh, via his press conference on Tuesday. Um, and and I put up a couple things on Twitter. Uh, I'm not going to go terribly in-depth about how I feel, per se, about this. I think you can kind of figure it out. Um, my son, um, our, my, my wife and I, our, our middle child, um, had to live through a, a live shooter situation uh, while he was at work one day. Uh, a little over a year ago, um, he literally had to run from his job and hide in the back of a store at the mall with strangers. Uh, he sent us a text. Uh, it was the longest 20 minutes of my life, I could tell you that. Uh, and and so, you know, I, I don't want to go into my personal political beliefs because that's not what this forum is necessarily all about, but I, I know we can do better. Um, I know we can do better as a country. And the reason that I entitled this particular podcast, Taking a Stand, you know, based on what Coach Kerr said, and I've always been a big Steve Kerr fan, going back to his playing days at the University of Arizona, um, you know, just a, a, a very talented guy that, that looked a lot like me at that time and could relate to him and the, the type of player that he was and a highly successful long-term career, both as a player. And obviously now more people know him as a coach than they do a player. But coach Kerr came out in this press conference and he talked about, you know, the way I took it was taking a stand. And as coaches, uh, we have to pick our times, we have to pick our moments, we have to pick our circumstances to take a stand. Uh, what are you willing to get in trouble for? And perhaps what are you willing to get fired for uh, in, in your program, uh, with your job? And I think that there's, there's, you know, four major areas that we have to figure out before we even get to those situations how we're going to handle things or what we're going to do and, and what are we willing to negotiate for, uh, to work around, to be tolerant of, and what we are just willing to, to draw the proverbial line in the sand. And whatever the consequences are, we are willing to accept them because we know we're doing the right thing. Uh, a lot of you have, have heard me use this phrase before on the podcast. Uh, can you look at the man in the mirror? Can you look at the man in the mirror and and be okay with what is happening within your program, um, and, and whatever the situation may be. Uh, first thing is, of course, administrators. Uh, if you've had, if you have good administrators right now, uh, be very very thankful and and show them your appreciation. Uh, show them how much you because those folks don't get told a whole heck of a lot that they're doing something well 
and they're just like us, only even more so. They're told a lot more what they're not doing well rather than what they're they're done well or what they're doing well to make your job better or easier. So if you have a good administrator, be sure to show your appreciation for them. Uh, if you have a bad administrator, uh, I think you have to evaluate your situation and you have to think about what is best for you. Can you tolerate this? What are the things that your administrator uh, what are the things that you're willing to tolerate from your administrator as opposed to challenging them or, or you perhaps having to look for, for somewhere else to go? Um, I've had good administrators over the last 25, 27 years. I've had bad administrators. Uh, more good than bad, but there's been bad ones. There's been good ones. And I, I think you have to decide and, and what you need to do for, for each one of these uh, categories that I'm talking about here. I think that you need to perhaps make a list of the things that these are my non-negotiables. These are, these are the things that I just will not tolerate or put up with when it comes to dealing with, in our first category here, administrators. Second one, of course, parents. Uh, you know, you, you, I've said it before, uh, 90 to, to 95 percent of your parents are good parents. But you're going to spend 90 to 95% of your time with parents dealing with those 5 to 10% of parents that are not good parents, that are constantly chirping about system, about playing time. And, and the, the hardest ones that are the, 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 the hardest ones to deal with are the ones that just won't confront you. At, at least you have uh, respect for parents that, that truly confront you. But the anonymous letters or the passive aggressive emails uh, or, or things like that, that's hard to deal with. And I think earlier in my career, I think that, and I, and I probably wasn't as confident in myself then as I was now, but if I had a parent that would, that did some things uh, that I dealt with earlier in my career, I, I just would have been more confrontational with them, and I would have called them out on it, and I would have, uh, and, and again, you have to be careful with that. You have to be smart. Uh, you can't confront every parent situation, but... Uh, we, in my new job, I know one of the things that I've been much more proactive with is, is being a little bit more hardline with, uh, potential parent issues and cutting things off before they escalate and not necessarily, uh, trying to quote unquote work with people, but to, to say, this is how it's going to be. And it's up to you to fall in line. It's not up to me to adjust what I'm doing because I know what is best for the good of this program and to make it successful, both when it comes to the experience and the wins and losses. And so those are things that you need to think about. Third category is boosters. Uh, you, you know, boosters, and, and again, boosters are different in every school. If you're at a private school, uh, money's going to be more important. It, it just is. It just is. Uh, because your private school is going to be dependent on people donating money for the shiny new toys and the new things, or even just the basics of the school, uh, that, that the school needs to operate on a day-to-day -day basis to keep the doors open. Sometimes that's really, really necessary. But you have to think about what you're willing to do, what you're willing to, to put up with. Uh, Coach Don Meyer always said there's no such thing as a free meal. And, and when you have a booster that wants to take you out for a lunch and talk to you about something, usually that means they want something from you. And whatever that thing is, you know, that, that could be just about anything. So wh where are you willing to draw that line in the sand when it comes to boosters? And the fourth thing, of course, is your players. Um, and that's the one that we spend the most time with. 
and it's important to establish good, positive relationships with your players. But if you do this long enough, you're going to have players that are going to challenge your standards. They're going to have players that are going to challenge your culture. And when it gets really difficult, as we all know, is when you have your more talented players challenging your standards and your culture. And what are you willing to tolerate? What are you willing to uh, again, negotiate or, or work around or whatever it may be. Uh, where are you going to take a stand with that particular player or, or a team or with their behaviors? Um, you know, one of the things that, that I know uh, we have to grow into that is deciding where are those things? What are those things that we're going to do? Uh, what we do is a tough, tough job, coaches. And one of the big priorities. One of the big uh, missions of a pen and a napkin is to have a place where we can come together and talk about these things, knowing that we are not going to make everybody happy. Uh, As the old saying goes, if you want to be popular, become a magician or sell ice cream. If you're going to be a coach, and that, that doesn't just mean head coaches, that means assistant coaches too. You can't be the good guy all the time. You can't make everybody happy. Uh, you've got to do what is right rather than doing what is popular. And every once in a while, like Coach Kerr talked about in the introduction from his press conference the other day, you have to take a stand and you have to do what is the right thing for your program and the good of it. And the more often that you do that, the better off your program is going to be. So Foundation Friday, number 114, taking a stand. Uh, My heart is heavy. Uh, My heart is really, really heavy for this community, this small little community uh, of less than 15,000 people in in the heart of Texas. And um, I know... Most of the people that listen to these podcasts are educators, are are people who are involved with young people who truly want to make the lives of young people better. And, of course, for all of us, the thing that we all know is the most tragic thing is there is a group of, of over 20 people, whether they're young people, uh, children, or, or adults, that will not be able to live their lives to the fullest because of a senseless, random act of violence that we know there are measures and steps that can be done to help prevent it. And that is the hardest thing to do. But it's time for certain things and and to read the tea leaves and to take a stand and to know that what you need to do is the right thing to do, whether you have to personally deal with issues because of it, you have to deal with blowback because of it. That's what leadership is. Leadership is lonely. It's hard to be a leader, but you have to do the right thing. And for the good of your programs, you have to be willing to take those stands. So, coaches, I hope you appreciate this 
podcast. I, I hope you understand where I'm coming from. I don't want this to turn into a political thing uh, because a pen and a napkin is not about politics, but it is about doing the right thing. And in this case, we, we're talking about basketball, but sometimes there's things that are bigger than basketball. Coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.